Does it say live? Yeah, it does. There's a little button down there that says live. How you guys doing? <laughs> hey, this is Ed Gamer, episode 152. Playful Learning and GLS 11 preview. This is Ed Gamer for Wednesday, July 1st, 2015. Ed Gamer's powered by Alina Cloud, alinacloud.org. They're very good friends. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. How long do I have to wait for seven dots? Hey, uh, a couple more seconds. I mean, like three is like a standard wait time, but that's like... you got to a little more. Are we ready now? Maybe. And I'm Jerry. I'm Ramey. <laughs> Hi, I'm Beth. Hi, I'm Connor. Um, I'm an undergrad student at University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Oh, Connor did not follow directions there. Oh, no. Oh, God, I'm so That's sorry. Fine. That's I'm all right. So, no, so I'm going to copy and paste this up. Hey, Connor, you're an undergrad student in elementary education at the University yeah. of Wisconsin-Whitewater, and you have the privilege to have the wonderful person to my left on there, uh, Beth King, right? Absolutely. Yeah. As your as an instructor, is she a mentor instructor? What's she is mentor instructor work mom. She is basically like the door opener for everything Ed uh, gaming and just awesomeness. She she is awesome. Hey Beth, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Um, so I'm an assistant professor at University of Wisconsin Whitewater, and I work in the College of Education. And the department that's my um, my home is uh, the Department of Educational Foundations. Um, but I do work primarily in um, educational technology. Um, one of the things that I'm really really excited about is looking at emerging technology uh, for innovative teaching, and so certainly gaming fits square right in the center of that. And uh, I get to work with absolutely fabulous students like Connor uh, who are trying to figure out how to harness all of these different innovations for awesome and transformational learning in the classroom. I think he's searching for some right now. (laughs) 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 What's your feeling on rattlesnakes? It's all good. Hey, Ramey. Rattlesnakes. Who are you? Hi, folks. So my name is Ramey Holden. I'm an assistant professor of information and learning technologies at the University of Colorado in Denver. I have the honor, though, of having worked with Beth, certainly Connor the last few years as well, given his affiliation in Wisconsin, and meeting Zach and others at the GLS conference, where I've been the co-chair of the National Playful Learning Summit. Uh, at the GLS conference actually for the last five years now and we're supporting educators not only in adopting and in adapting games into their classrooms but creating new kinds of pedagogies and best practices around digital media and learning and we're excited to share with folks today more information about the upcoming Playful Learning Summit at the GLS conference. Very cool and any particular dislike to snakes? Yeah, I'm not a fan of rattlesnakes. Let's just okay. let's just leave it there. As a new transplant to Colorado, not a big fan of rattlesnakes. Gotcha. Do you do you own a pistol? I'm not. Let's just let's just leave it there. Let's just. Okay. Leave okay. It there. <laughs> hey, hey, I have friends in Arizona that they own pistols. Okay, Jerry. <laughs> My name is Jerry James, and I'm a visual arts educator in Schaumburg, Illinois. Jerry. Yeah. Do you, do you miss my frumpy couch? I do. Mr. Frumpy Couch. You just keep on messing with the notes here. Okay, my name is Zach Gilbert. I'm your host. I'm the owner of several rattlesnakes. This is what Jerry is. And all named Olaf. Except I changed the name to Olaf. Frederick was better. Frederick. What what, what are the records on the bottom shelf down there? Uh, (laughs) Those aren't records. Can you walk us through them one by one? No, those aren't records. My records are in, in the other room. Those are actually teaching guides, like for textbooks and junk. Do his, do his favor. Don't walk us through those one by one. No. I, don't, I can't even tell you the last time I looked at them. It's just filling up space. So I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. As you might have known, those that have followed Ed Gamer for a while, you know, this is year four 
and uh, which is kind of crazy. And we have moved to a different site. EdReach is kind of, I, I guess, uh, no longer. I think uh, Dan Rezac and, and gang have, uh, they're kind of doing some other endeavors. And so in the, in the meantime, I moved over to and, and got the rights to uh, edgamer.net, and that's where the new website is at. And what happened to edgamer.com? It, it was already taken. Uh, who's got it? I, I, I don't think anybody does. I think somebody you know, has it, and they want to know who's got it. And they just don't realize that the guy who wants it is a teacher and can't afford multiple, you know, multi thousand. Whoa, what's that? Oh, oh, it's my. Uh, oh, that's right. That's live, isn't it? It's my background. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that You're was lucky you got that one. Um, it's my, my <laughs> doing my you Google out of practice. It's my Google. Uh, wait, what are you doing? Google art project. Every day it makes my gotcha background a different artwork. I share with my young students. Okay, is there anything else to? Yeah. Are you good now? What are we? Were you showing Illini Cloud? No, no, chip shape. Okay, got it. So there's. So we are powered by Illini Cloud, which does, which is basically a co-op of about 400 districts in the state of Illinois, and uh, they provide cloud services for backup and and software for service. But something that I know that I've talked to Ramey and I think I've talked to Beth about is uh, their initiative for single sign-on and uh, data privacy for students. And working with, they've actually have a contract now with Pearson, uh, Brain Pop, and uh, Discovery Ed, and trying to get some others on board. But basically, it gives us a safe way for students to uh, access accounts without giving up any private data, and it's super cool. So that's that's another discussion for another time. But uh, I'm very glad that they're helping me out because uh, anybody that's gone to the site will notice that the site uh, loads very very quickly. I'm very happy with that. So we don't. We have so much to talk about. Um, so many. So much news from the past that um, that since Jerry and I have been out. But I just wanted to talk about one uh, story that's making some headlines, and that is um, this guy. Uh, who's? I don't see anything, Jerry. Yeah, look in the upper left corner. Well, hold on. Is Dude, it not working? I don't know. What are you doing? Well, I'm showing you who probably bought edgamer.com. Oh, jeez. No. Oh, good. oh, no, no, no. Stop. He took down zachgilbert.com. Did he? This is another yeah. Zach Gilbert. <laughs> Beth, Beth, yeah, I know you really – yeah, that is not me, as you can well tell. It's okay. him. Okay. When he was younger. Thank you. Moving on to important issues here, Jerry. Okay, so Minecraft, of course, was bought by Microsoft. And they released, I think, I don't know if it was during ISTE or not, but uh, um, education.minecraft.net. And they've got a really cool video up there. Um, you know, I know they've met with some educators out in California a while back. Uh, Joel Levin, uh, Sean Dickers was there, um, and, and many others. And to talk about, the, I guess, the future of Minecraft in the classroom. And, of course... We're very good friends with Joel Levin and Minecraft EDU, and it's a product that I've used now for several years, and I'm very pleased with. So I'm hoping everything's good on that front. Um, but you know, what is because being in the in the uh, university level, uh, and Connor being an undergrad, what is your experience with uh, Minecraft towards education? So um, Minecraft's an interesting uh, piece for me because I mean, like. I've, I've basically grown up around Minecraft, given it wasn't to the extent where it was like just like basically K through eight or whatever. But I mean, like as as like middle school and then definitely like high school, like everybody's playing Minecraft. So like it's been really unique where like me and my friends love Minecraft, and then when I tell them about like the, the applications in education, they're like just blown away by that. Even the notion that it's like, oh my god, that could be in a classroom. So uh, that's just like. I've got a super cool perspective because this is just something that like I do in my leisure time. This is what <laughs> me and my friends just like just hang out and like do Minecraft like land parties. But uh, like it's just super cool. Super cool. So you 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 like the it seems like you like the idea. Absolutely. I mean, like I've I've I've, I've been a gamer longer than I've wanted to be a teacher. So it's just the like the, the 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 pairing of those two. It's just like I get to have my cake and eat it too. Yep. Hey, Ramy, what's been your Interactions with Minecraft. 
It's a great platform. I think there are some interesting, you know, conversations now happening about is it a game? Is it a platform? What kind of a design space is it? How are teachers adopting it? But very practically, if folks this summer don't already know, Connected Camps is running. And you can visit, and I'll put the link in our notes, connectedcamps.com, which is a coding-focused Minecraft summer camp that's providing youth with opportunities to leverage this platform in a variety of ways, um, not only through work that's being done with youth, there are also actually opportunities for adults, whether those are parents or, or teachers, to learn more about this. They have a specific educator program, and the folks that are organizing and running Connected Camps are strongly connected with the connected learning movement, which is both articulating not only some design principles, but some programmatic approaches to linking out-of-school learning, in-school learning, civic engagement, and equity-oriented work with the best of our digital learning world. And so um, and that's a great example of where some wonderful educators, wonderful designers who are thinking in community, family, and educator-oriented ways are leveraging a platform like Minecraft for really powerful learning experiences. So that's fantastic. And yeah. maybe you've heard about that in the past, but yeah. it's out there. No, that's, no, that's great. Beth? Yeah. Did you, well, have you, how do you use that, especially with teacher education? It, okay, so <laughs> I wonder how, how blunt I want to be. Um, so what I think is really interesting about Minecraft is that um, the faculty here, as well as our students, seem to have a familiarity with it. Um, also, seem to be able to recognize that there are some curricular applications that, that this could certainly connect to. But this raises the huge issue that we're having in teacher education right now when it comes to gaming, when it comes to interactive technology in general. Where does it fit? And who teaches this? Who, who brings this into their classes? And how do we connect this to teacher education so that our pre-service teachers have this as their background so when they go into the classroom, this isn't a, a huge, difficult problem. They get it. They're ready to take a look at um, specific applications. And so we've, we develop student organizations at our campus. And so our, our student organizations are places that we're able to bring in these sorts of ideas. And Connor is the president of the edit organization, Education, Innovation, and Technology. And this is really where we have these conversations about Minecraft, about you know classroom applications, trying to connect our students with um, teachers who are actually using it in the classroom. And then, because these students, like Connor said, have grown up with gaming, they're able to really take these ideas and, and run with them. And, so as Ramey has talked about, designing new pedagogies and creating new pedagogies, that's where this new generation is, uh, I think, being really innovative, and Minecraft is certainly the place to do that. Yeah, it's, and I'm glad you mentioned uh, connecting with educators that use this, because that's, mm -hmm. you really want to see it used, because it, being yeah. able to play it as a kid, and then taking the angle as an educator, um, it, it's it's different. It is a totally it, it is a different mindset. You still have play in mind, but is it it is a different mindset. And especially thinking about my first year of teaching, and Connor, not to say I'm sure you're going to be an awesome educator, but it's just one of those things that I apologize to the kids that I uh, uh, for my first few years of teaching because I'm like, man, I was it was horrible. There's so much to learn. There's so much to to grow, and you're always growing, and we're all, we as educators are always growing. So um, it's just being able to make sure you have a mentor or somebody that can help you out and guiding, guiding with that. So I wish I wish a certain local university in my backyard uh, would uh, try to do that too. So um, especially with the the game clubs and schools, you know, I don't know, Ramey and, and Beth, I don't know if I've talked to you about that before, but you know, every other Friday, I'd have 50 to 60 kids show up uh, for the game club. And we could be playing Minecraft. We could be playing board games. It doesn't matter. It was just a nice open space, but it's a good learning space, especially for teachers to figure out how can I use this game in the classroom and not have to utilize class time on, on mistakes. You want to be able to streamline that process. So that works out really well. 
um, and it's good to see that that's that's growing. The other one is uh, it, real quick is just Computercraft um, EDU, which is through Teacher Gaming, which is through Joel Levin and Minecraft EDU. Jerry, I don't know if you can pop that up there. Um, he's disappeared. Oh, his mouse is moving. That's a good oh, sign. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Computercraft EDU, which is you know I saw this tested I think last year at uh, GLS by Joel. Um, being able to program, it's kind of like programming inside a program. Uh, if I'm remembering this correctly, you program a, you're on a little computer screen, you program a turtle, and you have it uh, uh, move and, and do certain activities. Oh, it's flung, falling off the cliff there, Jerry. Uh, so uh, that's something to check out. This is, this is big because coding is becoming bigger and bigger and this is something that I really want to uh, I want to use in the classroom but like as I mentioned before I really want to try this out in my game club because kids would jump all over this and then here's the other thing Connor just is a you know up-and-coming teacher is that uh, getting students on board and having them try it out I have them become my Gilbert geeks so they are my peer leaders in the classroom to help train you know and help other students so they love, especially in sixth grade, they love helping out. So if we can have them and say, I need they your help. love being called Gilbert Geeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, G-squared. No, that, that's fantastic. I mean, I'm looking at doing, actually, middle school. So, like, sixth grade is, like, right where I'm at. So any, any tips? Bless like, your heart. Oh, oh. We, we will <laughs> we'll talk when we're up at GLS because it's... Oh, rock on. I, I love middle school. And... Uh, because I act like a middle schooler. Okay, <laughs> so moving on to the important stuff. I mean, that's important stuff too. But uh, next week is uh, I travel up uh, up north to Madison, Wisconsin, which has turned into one of my top two places to visit. And uh, top because two, of the, top two is the other one my house. <laughs> yes, and the tavern. <laughs> yeah, it's not not it's not I'm not saying like tavern is in let's go to a tavern. No, it's it's what is it called, Jerry? The Village Tavern. Yeah. They're chicken Oh, man, awesome. Okay, moving on. Chicken fingers. They put pancake batter. Pancake the, batter, chicken fingers. Yeah, they fry up nice. It's amazing. Amazing. Okay. Madison is quite good. I I'm going for the 4th of July. There you go. So I there need you some go. good recommendations on what to do with okay. the 4th. We'll talk, Jerry. We'll talk. So we have uh the playful learning Summit, and that's on that's next Tuesday, uh, July seventh, and then uh, GLS conference, GLS eleven is uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So I don't know who wants to start here, but uh, um, to talk about playful learning, what it is, and what's happening next week. Dreamy, <laughs> I'll let you sure. jump. Okay, I'll jump right in, folks. So, <laughs> yeah. This is actually, I should first of all thank again Zach and Jerry because this is the second or maybe third, I, I've forgotten now, year in a row that we've been featured on EdGamer talking about the GLS conference as a whole and the Playful Learning Summit specifically. So I just want to thank again uh, you all for giving us another platform to talk about the work that we think is so important. Um, so. There are, as many folks know, uh, a number of conferences around the country and around the world now that are concerned with video games and video games in education. What the GLS conference uh, distinguishes itself in doing is bringing together, one, a really nice cross-section of people, classroom teachers, learning scientists, people who are involved in policy, all to look at not only games within schools, but to really understand the impact of games for learning. And we like to brag, and we think it's true, that we're one of the more significant conferences and communities looking at games and learning. And that's thanks to some amazing faculty um, and amazing conference staff at the University of Wisconsin that for 11 years now has put together this really robust conference. And so we're gathering for our four days. What Beth and Connor and I are involved with is the Playful Learning Summit. And that's the first of the four-day-long conference. So we are looking towards this coming Tuesday, the 7th of July, as the third annual National Playful Learning Summit. And very briefly, Playful Learning is a national movement that is encouraging and supporting educators in not only adopting, but adapting different kinds of games, both video games, board games, pervasive games, all kinds of games, into school settings to transform pedagogy and transform how we think about 
the focus of schooling. And our Playful Learning Summit then celebrates that work, supports networking, has some workshops with local educators and others, and really builds this ongoing movement around why a playful approach to learning and also a playful approach to teaching really matters and the role that games can play in doing that. So what's so a, a Tuesday, what is it basically, what is it going to look like? If I'm a teacher that's arriving and I'm, I'm here to learn about games, I'm coming to the Playful Learning uh, Summit, what am I going to see? <laughs> Matthew, want to go into a shot? Give, give an <laughs> overview of, of, of the whole event? Absolutely. Um, so the day is divided up. Um, first of all, we'll start out with a keynote, um, which I'll let Ramey describe a little bit. Um, he masterminded the design of the keynote session, and it's going to be absolutely fabulous. Uh, one um, of these is not like the other. I'm yeah, so this is interesting. Yeah. So <laughs> it's yeah. a joke, Beth. I was just joking about Sean. No, it's funny. I, I'll, oh, I'll yeah. So we have chosen to structure our keynote this year through... Um, one, a theme, and two, a structure. So the theme is why playful learning matters, and our structure is that we want to have a polyvocal perspective. And thank you, Beth, for giving me some credit, but really the credit belongs to some colleagues at the University of Michigan who have been promoting this model of keynotes for a number of years now. Typically at EdTech conferences, um, you get folks who are a little bit more entertaining, but not as perhaps practical, or they're just not as connected to the nitty-gritty of the kind of work that we want to do. Furthermore, they tend to not represent a diversity of lived experiences or the diversity of perspectives. And we want to break that trend when we put people on stage in front of a hundred, hundreds of people, which we're doing, of course. So we are thrilled and honored that we have three individuals who are going to be joining us to give a polyvocal keynote about why playful learning matters. We have Sujata Bhatt who's an education innovator, school founder, uh, former dramaturg, really interesting, uh, creative, creative educator and visionary leader from the Los Angeles area. So Sujata Bhatt will be joining us. Kip Glazer also has K-12 classroom experience. She's working on a PhD now in the general field of digital, and media, uh, digital media and learning with a focus around games and is a kind of GLS conference regular and we're thrilled to have her She's as wonderful. well. And she's really, a, again, a, a visionary, a leader in her own world. And then uh, a friend of the show, I should say, uh, Sean, Sean Dickers, yeah. um, who, a who, is a, who has uh, done some work around Minecraft that we were just mentioning, uh, came through the GLS program, is a former classroom teacher and school principal, uh, and is now a professor um, that focuses specifically on games and learning. And so we wanted to bring, again, a diversity of voices and experience and perspectives to the stage uh, and to start the day off in a way that is atypical of many ed tech conferences. Very cool. Very cool. So they will, they will lead it off, and then we basically, what, what do we see for the rest of the day? So the rest of the day, we have uh, breakout sessions. So we have uh, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. And you have a choice of um, five to six different sessions that you can choose from. Um, we're covering everything from you know, digital games to um, card games, tabletop games, all of those sorts of things, um, all with a very innovative twist. Uh, one of the things when we go through the process of determining who's going to be accepted to present. We want to make sure that the workshops are going to be interactive, that they're going to be engaging, that they're going to be purposeful for teachers. And so we've put together this lineup um, really with um, selecting what we consider to be the best um, and also very novel approaches. And uh, so we've got a great lineup in both the morning and the afternoon. Um, I also wanted to talk a little bit about one of the special sessions that we're going to be offering. Um, so there seems to be this discussion going on about um, some of the larger educational gamers, our game design companies, not being real interested in working with teachers. They find teachers very difficult to work with. Yeah. 
They find uh, classroom practices very difficult to get their head around. Um, they could perhaps get their head around working with administrators, um, people who are at the, the main office and making purchasing decisions, but really understanding the culture of the classroom, understanding the teacher, it's a very difficult connection for some of the educational game designers. And we have an agenda here that we would like to really involve teachers more at the table in helping in helping move the field forward in terms of designing games that teachers actually would like to see developed. And so we have a session in the afternoon on Tuesday where Constance Steinkohler is going to be working with Ramey and I. And we're going to be holding a, a town hall, so to speak, talking about what are the biggest challenges that teachers face in the classroom? What are perhaps some of the content areas that you have challenges with? Um, that perhaps we could design games around, that we could design games through. Also, what are some of the, the um, commercially available games that are readily available that we could perhaps modify or propose modifications of or develop curricular materials that could be used in the community space around the game. And the third other, the third component that we're also thinking about is what games are already out there that are educational in, in intent but perhaps not as engaging as they could be. So what are some of the design principles that we might want to encourage adopting in order to be able to make that game more directly portable into the classroom? I think that's great. Yeah, if you don't mind me just jumping in here, Beth, I, I really appreciate you highlighting that. I want to just give a quick shout out to some other GLS conference friends. Steve Isaacs yes. uh, and Katya Hot. Um, have been leading a really important effort called EdTech Bridge, yes. and they have a weekly EdTech Bridge chat. And a few, about a month ago now, a little bit more, they allowed me to come on and co-facilitate um, their weekly chat to raise the issues that Beth uh, is describing here and to ask not only classroom teachers and other educators, but game designers and developers as well around how we can make that bridge happen. Um, and fundamentally, as Beth uh, is, is suggesting, we in the GLS community, we who are in the games and learning world that care about formal schooling and particularly formal public education, we see this as an equity issue that if we develop robust technologies that have the power to so deftly gather various learning analytics, mine that data, tell us what students are doing or not doing, what they're learning or what they're not learning, and we don't leverage that to support what's happening in our nation's schools now if we just kind of give up upon the difficulties of what classrooms and schools can be, then we're fundamentally disadvantaging certain schools, teachers and students, and we don't believe that that's simply a, the right thing to do. We should be leveraging our technologies and our designs uh, for a more equitable uh, learning experience across the board. I, I have like so much to share. <laughs> um, and, and, and positives and, and, and negatives, but uh, I think maybe after that discussion is done, having you guys come on and maybe just have that as one episode of just Great. what came out of that because there's oh my goodness there's there's so much there um, yeah. I, I don't I don't even know where to start so any yeah. teachers that wa is watching this right now is just they're screaming they're just saying well biggest thing right now I'm just gonna tell you right now is time it, it's time it's time to be able to create it's time to be able to implement uh, it's it's I'm losing time because I'm I'm park testing I'm map testing I'm doing this I'm doing that I've lost more time this past year than I ever have in the 20 years of teaching and uh, but if I learned how to streamline or use a game to teach multiple areas then maybe that could assist but it's still time and most teachers don't have it or they don't have somebody that can assist them in in doing that so. Um, there's so much there. <laughs> there's so much yeah. there. 
Yeah, okay, well, so we're hoping this will be the start of an ongoing conversation. Um, this is our initial attempt to really pull Constance um, with the Entertainment Software Association and um, the partnership with Higher Education Video Games Alliance and GLS. Um, it's the perfect environment to bring teachers and the design and, and the design community together. So. Well, I'll, I'll be attending. I think I signed up for something else because it's like, oh, I could see you guys another time. You know, that's fine. But no, I think I think I need to be at that one. I think you do too. I think yes. I need to be there. Th that's the thing too is that I'm looking through the schedule. There's, you know, the last few years there's always one, at least one thing that I I want to go to. Now I'm having trouble. This year it seems it's it's really packed. It's there's at least two or three that I really want to go see. So, uh, which is a is a good bad thing. Um, so, so we have that schedule for uh, the the Tuesday. And is there anything going on Tuesday night? Yes. Is there is there something yes. that okay? There nothing is. that we is can this mention. Is not the GLS conference? <laughs> yes. Uh, there's food and beverage to be had. I didn't there's know. There's always food and beverage to be had, and we we fundamentally believe in treating our guests well and being uh, a good host. I'll mention briefly that in addition to the typical. Um, the typical happy hour that we have. Uh, there's also a Higher Education Video Game Alliance um, happy hour with higher education researchers um, and others that is happening, I think, later the, in, the, in the evening. So in any case, there's a lot going on. Very cool. Well, this, yes. and, and Jerry knows this, and I don't know if you, we have something called uh, the Feet. Uh, which we have a teacher feast, we have a kids feast, we have an admin feast. It's it's our professional development, our PD uh, here in the area, and it's kind of spreading throughout the state of Illinois. But one of the big parts of it is food. Teachers, <laughs> they're just they love this, and it's just okay. I'm learning things, and I'm being fed well. I have a little snack here, and yeah, it's it's there is something about that that works out quite well. And um, so you guys, I guess that's why I really like it because I. I like the model. I like how it's set up. Okay, anything else for playful learning that 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 stands out? I the one I guess one thing um, before I ask that question is that uh, we're hoping that there's going to be. I'm guessing there's more of these planned throughout the year. Is that correct? Part of what's really unique about the playful learning movement, and that's why we call it a movement, is that it's distributed and that it's driven by educators' interests. And so if you're an educator and you want to host a Playful Learning Summit at your school, in your district, what have you, please by all means do so. And there are now networks of other educators and higher education folks that can support and provide consultation around that. So we do know through our networks that there are other schools looking toward the 2015-16 school year that are already planning and talking about how they can take this model, bring it into their schools, bring it into their communities, and find ways to make game-based learning not copycat and not a formula, but relevant to their needs, their interests, and what their learners want to pursue through a gameful approach. Okay, so I've got a goal to get this done here in my home. So that's, that's the next step. We'll talk about that later. Uh, okay, now the the next part because playful learning is kind of uh, it's awesome, but now we're getting to the the meat and potatoes here of of what GLS and what's been around for eleven years. So somebody that doesn't know about GLS, who wants to take a stab at that one? <laughs> come on, I think it's it's GLS. Yeah, oh. Beth, come on. Yeah, GLS is. Um, a three-day, all-you-can-eat buffet of incredible ideas and people, and it's the place to literally throw gasoline on your fire. Yep. There are so many ideas and so many, uh, so many people that that are doing innovative things to connect with. And um, the sessions are laid back. It's not, um, you know, it's they're not large large sessions that you just sit in and, you know, you, it's 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 very personal. Um, 
there's a variety of different types of sessions. So like we have fireside chats and um, there's there's workshops, there's panels. Um, but the really cool thing about it is that the sessions are small enough, like I said, very personal environment where you can go up and you can meet the panelists. It's not like um, the people who are presenting are these, you know, elite walk on water kind of people, although a lot of times we think they are. Um, they're just regular people and they're open to talking with you, they're open to sharing their ideas. Um, it's, people are very approachable and accessible. And I didn't quite understand the true impact of games learning in society and what that conference was like until I watched it through Connor's eyes. Hmm. So Connor came for the first time, and I'll let you. I'll let you see. Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna jump in, and um, so basically, I went to my first GLS last year, and um, by that time, I had known Beth for about two months, and she was all about like just like totally like games learning. We gotta, we gotta go. We, like I'm so excited about all of this stuff, and I'm like. Okay, she's she's a little bit of a loony. Uh, we'll just like I'll just go to this conference. We'll see how it goes, and it was just incredible. I mean, I could see why Beth is just in like just forward motion all the time, where it's just we have to go. There's so much to do. There's so much to see, because I was surrounded for the first time by professionals that were studying all this incredible stuff, really cutting edge ideas. Um, the one the session that really just like clicked with me was um, like basically a brown bag where it was uh, like three three different presenters were talking over the span of half an hour about like all their different research and uh, one was about Skyrim mods another was about uh, fan fiction and I forget what the third one was but it was just the idea that like this this field is so diverse there's so much going on with it and that you can really really just find uh, fantastic study and fantastic applications of these fantastic ideas um, being used in schools and just being discussed and that was that was what got me was just this idea that there's so many different directions that GLS is headed and we all just come together you know teachers game designers and uh, like administrators all coming together to have these important discussions it's it's we all have the same goal we want to help students learn and that's the variety that you see Connor is because and, and it's it's the best part about gaming is that um, you're going to understand individualization of learning. It's different for each kid. Every kid's going to uh, learn in a different way, and games can provide that, and different games can provide that. And that's that's why you see that diversity of you got some people that love the card games, you have the tabletop, some people like the digital, and, and then even inside that realm, you still have different learning styles that can be reached, uh, even within those individual games. And it's that is neat, Connor, because that's... Um, it's nice that you're excited about that um, because especially up-and-coming educator uh, in Wisconsin, and I'm in Illinois, I, I don't think we are looked upon as the states that, hey, I'm going to teach and I'm going to look at Wisconsin and Illinois. That it's we're not, and that's that's frustrating. So, but we need good kids like we need kids like you because it, it's uh, we we need to have good teachers because my kids need to be educated too. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's one of my goals is for like after after twenty years down the road I want a kid to like reflect well like then adults just be like, Wow, like that Mr. O'Malley did like stuff way different from everyone else. So I really I that's that's my goal is just really, really shake things up a little bit. Yeah. And and keep those letters. Yeah. From the students. <laughs> is it's they um, even when you're down, you know, you you get one, and and I'm sure Beth and Ramey, you, Jerry, I know you, Jerry, you you reach kids, and we reach kids that we don't even know we reach. Uh, we think we don't reach. Jerry, I, are you there? I'm here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a screen. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. You know, so, it's so it's so powerful, Connor. Thank you for sharing. We are really talking about a fundamentally different approach to what teacher learning and pre-service teacher education could look like. And there is such an emphasis right now, as Beth mentioned earlier, on moving, one, either away from schools as powerful sites of learning, or two, um, attacking teacher education as irrelevant or as unnecessary. Why go to a four-year program to learn things if you can just 
jump into a classroom and teach after you know a summer of something. And the experiences that Connor is speaking to really show why academic communities, interest-driven learning, and pedagogies associated with things like games can be really powerful in the context of pre-service teacher education. And, you know, if you look at the, what's interesting, and I know there's a lot of university level, but a lot of the K-12 teachers that I see, uh, it's not just, it's not just young teachers. It's, you know, older teachers like my, myself and older than me. Uh, and Connor, I've been teaching 20 years. So, you know, oh, wow. as, you, as you mentioned, you know, 20 years down the road, I want to look at that. That's, that's where I'm at right now. But it's, it's, you know, we have this drive. That's why we're in education. We want to continue to learn, and we want to make it fun. And this is one of the ways. Um, it's, it's not, as I found over the years, not every student uh, does this reach as much as I want because I have to use other tools with them, different types, types of uh, uh, learning methods. But cool. games overall reaches more students than any other method I've, I've used. And uh, that's what makes it powerful, and that's why I think teachers lean towards this, and teachers are excited about it. And when we go and present, you know, to other teachers, and we find, you know, talk to them and, and show them, you know, yeah, they understand games can do this, but when when you get to a level, uh, a certain level, and you you can show them a James Paul G video, and and have him explain, you know, a little bit more in depth of of what games can really do, and then their eyes open. And then, you know, it's, it's an educator that's been teaching for a while. They're like, I'm, I'm really doing well, but oh my goodness, I could take it that much further. Absolutely. So I actually, uh, I work slash volunteer at the local elementary school. And um, when I was first being introduced, uh, the, the teacher introduced me. I was like, oh, Connor knows how to mod for Minecraft. <laughs> and everybody's jaws dropped. And then I asked, like, oh, who plays Minecraft in here? Every single student in the fourth grade class, every single hand went up. I was just like, oh, wow, I did not, did not expect that one. Um, I actually had, like, a couple of the kids afterwards, like, come up to me and say, like, I'm teaching myself modding. Like, what tips do you have? And, like, we were having that discussion, you know. And that, that's, that's, like, them like, going above and beyond, you know. That is skills that they're trying to develop themselves because they see this as really desirable. You know, even, even among a friend group, like, it's like, oh, you can mod? Like, man, like, props to you. So there's just so much, so much, so much learning that can be done through video games. I mean, I played World of Warcraft for like eight years when I was in middle school, high school, and uh, a lot of implicit learning there, you know? So like, that's, that's a whole big That's story, a whole other story. We'll talk yeah, about that no. next week, Connor. We'll talk yeah. about that next week. Hey, yeah, uh, week, right? so, yeah. so there's, as I'm looking at the schedule, I, I don't know I'm, if there's anything else that pops out that you guys are wanting to mention, but, you know, it's, it's three full days. It's packed. Full of uh, uh, full of content, and there's you know, yes, James Paul G is is doing some presentations. The one <laughs> I just love. This is this is Jim. Uh, at one o'clock on what day is this? Uh, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, lunch and rant. Yes. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what it's and called. And he will do that. Oh, and I just as 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 Jerry and I talk about, he is a quote machine. Oh yeah. <laughs> He this is, is just, and then there is one. Uh, he does have one where he, this is what he wanted to call his book, I think, but they didn't let him do it. Something about people are stupid. Yep. <laughs> there's something there. So it's just like, okay, I that's just super cool. But there's so much. There's a Kickstarter. Somebody's doing. Uh, I haven't even seen Zubin, Zumbinis. There's a Kickstarter that's uh, being there. There's some live music. Um, it's anything and everything that you can ever think of. We'll have these, the schedule in the show notes, and uh, you can take a look at all the different uh, all the different wonderful things that are happening in the games and learning field. Is there anything else from the from the three days that you guys want to share? Is there is there let's do this. Is there one session that you know you want to go to? Oh. Yeah, I've signed up for all of my sessions, actually. Um, Not to diss anybody else. Is there one that you're just like, I, I got to see this? You know, here's the thing. I'll give a shout-out because this is, I think, another indicator of, of, of how diverse our, our event is. Um, we have a platform, a tool, a mobile learning augmented reality 
group that studies how learning occurs across settings. It's the ARIS community, the Augmented Reality Interactive Storytelling Community. And the last three years now, they've held their own summit within the Playful Learning Summit. Um, it's rather inspiring and, and, and really a fantastic um, opportunity for educators who care about learning beyond school walls. And so they have 50 people who are a part of, again, if you look at the umbrellas, they're part of the GLS conference, they're part of Playful Learning, but they're doing their own day-long deep dive into mobile learning and augmented reality. And the fact that 50 educators are joining that community to talk about a really cutting-edge vision of games and learning is very powerful. Very cool. Connor, is there one that you're just like, man, I'm, I'm definitely seeing this? So there's a, there's a session that's uh, being uh, presented by uh, Remy Holden, Elizabeth King, and I think Connor O'Malley, and I think like, that's going to be really great. <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs> wow, just throw it out there, Connor. <laughs> no, um, there's, there's definitely more interesting people to see talk than myself, so um, knowledgeable too, but like, um, oh my gosh, there's, there's so much cool stuff, and I... Honestly, how I go to conferences, I, I go a little bit on the fly. You know, I like to just, just poke in and around, see what's going on. So I can't I can't speak of for the schedule. Okay, but, um, okay. Sorry. That's fine. Beth? Yeah. So um, I'm, a, I'm a policy wonk. I just absolutely love politics and policy. And, um, I mean, right now, Wisconsin is so rich for politics. It's just a great time to be in Wisconsin. Anyways, um, there's going to be a session um, where Constance Steinkler is going to be talking with uh, her replacement at the White House, um, who is the current gaming czar, um, Obama's gaming czar. And uh, so he's going to be there, and uh, they'll be talking about uh, federal games policies and um, Funding for game design, funding for games integration into the schools, and, and all those sorts of things. I'm really looking forward to that. And, of course, that's happening at a time that I'm just, okay, because it's, is that the White House Pillow Talk? Yeah, it's White House Pillow Talk. Yeah, uh, great yeah. name. Um, <clears throat> but there's also Rich Halverson and some others are doing this Engaging Teachers. Yes. Uh, so, which is, uh, what is that? Uh, yep. professional development or mm -hmm. professional learning but then there's one down here that I've 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 kind of delved into a little bit one of my good friends actually he's using it as a way to uh, on his breaks uh, in downtown Springfield Illinois to walk around and get exercise he's playing ingress which I'm guessing that's this the the game um, oh. <clears throat> yeah so it's the augmented reality and where you try to take over different buildings within a city. Mm -hmm. There's enlightened and resistance, and uh, I'm always about resistance, so that's good. But uh, that is a super cool. cool game, and I'm thinking I might have to I might have to use that while I'm there, you know, during the week. And so I want to. Those are those are three those are three sessions within one time slot that I want to see. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. Exactly. So, what is that game called again? I'm, I'm writing that. Ingress. 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 Yeah. Oh, I wrote it down, Connor. We'll oh, now, there's a back there's a backstory to this because it's owned by Google, and <laughs> what they're doing is using GPS, so it's seeing where you're at. So basically, they're using a game to help uh, analyze streets and roads and, and to get more precise readings. So it's probably a way that they're trying to figure out how to use the Google car mm -hmm. <laughs> but, they're, but they're doing it through a game I mean that's that's pretty cool yeah yeah and um, so the person who's presenting on that Liz Lolly do you know yeah. her no she, she is oh my gosh so she's from RIT and uh, she's been in the gaming field for a really long time um, she's she doesn't she's a hardcore it. coder yeah I, I know I know um, <laughs> she's she knows her stuff and so for her to do a well-played, um, an analysis of the game, wow, that's going to be a great, great opportunity to hear her insight. Okay, so I'm going to really have to work on mine here. While Now, I think this is on Thursday. So I'm coming, mm -hmm. mon I'm coming Monday afternoon. 
And okay, good. I'll be there Monday afternoon, and uh, so I don't have to rush, you know, in the morning on 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 Tuesday. But uh, I'll have to I'll just start walking around downtown Madison and on the campus and ingress and trying to take over, you know, <laughs> as a resistance. So Connor, that's your that's your uh, homework assignment. You got to uh, load that on your phone and start looking around. And I bet Madison is just going to, your screen's going to blow up with, you know, different colors of who's controlling what. So, yeah, I was going to ask, is it, if it's online, like, Zach, you're going to be, like, there a whole day ahead, like, I'm winning, I'm yeah. winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Jerry, any final yeah. thoughts? Um, I always liked the, uh, the session, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, it might be French, Happy Hour. Happy hour. That was <laughs> one of my favorites. Jerry uh, is is a pretty tall. Enjoy the cheese and uh, spotted cow on tap yeah. every year, and yeah. the ice cream bars always good. You sure you yeah. can't come up? I. You know what? Like I said, I'll be there the fourth. Maybe I'll just extend my stay and stay through the whole week. There Why you don't you? you? Should we could share a dorm room? You should. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just gonna yeah. stop it right there. <laughs> Is I, that's yeah. I call uh, bed. Yeah, yeah. Do that one time we had to share that bed. Not, not good. <laughs> okay, so uh, thank you all. Ramy, are you smiling or are you, are you are you doing okay? It's always such a pleasure, honestly. <laughs> I, no, I, I just really, I really. He's like really happy. He's just straight. Okay. No, no, I, I, I just we really appreciate the support. It's always a really meaningful event, and it's just great to have the to begin the conversation in advance. Yeah, no, this is this is exciting, and I'm glad that I can I can help out in a, in a small way. But it's easy to talk about good things that are happening. It makes it very very easy. Yeah, thank okay. you so the much. Best I've yeah, ever thank attended. you. Thank yep, so thanks. Thank you, Jerry. Thank, thank you for all. listening to this week's Ed Gamer podcast. I had to change this too, Jerry, because you know, whoops, <laughs> Please follow us on on Twitter at EdGamer. You can also find us at EdGamer.net and then eventually, hopefully by the end of the week, we'll be on iTunes. Have a great week. Bye.